Welcome to Girl, Get a Real Job, a podcast series by Women of the Wick, a platform amplifying the visibility, voices and work of women, trans and non-binary creatives. I'm your host, Sara Kärpänen, a multimedia artist, a writer and the founder of Women of the Wick. Girl Get a Real Job is a space where we normalize money and business talk as artists and creative practitioners. To continue the conversation, please find us on social media at Women of the Wick and Girl Get a Real Job. Now, let's start talking about the real worth of our creative work. Hi, my name is Helena Starr and we are at Flow Festival. <laughs> Welcome to Girl Get a Real Job podcast by Women of the Week Media. I'm your host, Sara Garbanen, and I have the privilege to sit and chat today with Helena Starr, one of the most exciting new DJs and presenters in the UK. How are you, Helena? We are at Flow Festival here on Sunday. I know. I'm very, very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, first and foremost. Yeah. Of course. Thank you so much <laughs> for taking the time to sit and chat. Um, so you'll be playing a set today at the Resident Advisor stage. Is this your first time in Helsinki, in Finland? It's actually not my first time. My sister is Finnish, so... Oh, really? Yeah! What a coincidence! I know! My half-sister, so I actually have quite a connection to Finland and being able to come here and play in Finland now twice has been so lovely because she's come to my shows and actually absolutely love it here. Yeah, it's great. Wow, that's so nice to hear that. I know. Um, and so, yeah, so you live in the UK, you live in yeah. London. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what is your, what has your kind of musical journey been like, if you can give us a yeah. piece of your background? So I grew up just outside of London in Guildford in Surrey um, and it was a very it's like the suburbs so there wasn't much music going on but I think what happens when you're in like kind of small villagey areas you have like pockets of people who are really into like underground music mm. and that was my mum so I was very lucky to be raised by someone who was very into her music from a very young age She loved Acid House. She was kind of growing up in that era. She loved soul, funk. So those are the sounds that were always on in my house. So I kind of, you know, I mean, I had to, not had to like it, but it was what's going on in my ears all the time. Um, so that kind of is where I started to enjoy music. Yeah. Um, my mum, again, she's a big, big music fan. So it was always the newest person or she'd put on albums and would kind of listen to them together in the car. And that then evolved into me being the chief party starter out of my friends. And I kind of grew up in the iPod era. So mm. I was the person who would bring an iPod with all the latest tunes that I downloaded off LimeWire. <laughs> um, and I would play them at the party. And I will, I will say I was a bit of a snob. I was a bit of a music snob. Mm. So people would be putting their iPods on. I'm like, no, sorry. Sorry, I have to. <laughs> I need to control the music. So, I mean, I was a DJ from a young age in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So did you start playing already at the age of 16? Yeah. So I actually started radio when I was 16 oh. from this kind of interest from a really early age, and I was into theatre and stuff, but I wasn't a very good actress. So my mum was like, I think it'd be quite good for radio. That was not for me. But radio. I mean, I'd listen to people like Annie Mac on Radio One and. Being able to hear a woman on the radio like that playing 
underground dance music was actually so incredible for a young 13 year old, you know? Wow. So after kind of realizing that was a path I could go down, yeah, my mum knew about the station in Surrey called mm. Kane FM, mm. which was again, like my mum's friends or people who she knew from uh, when like 15 years ago who were still into music, still into like their dub and reggae and, and drum and bass and jungle. Um, so I, I managed to get a show on there, mm. which was incredible for a young 16 year old to be able to be thrown into a breakfast show mm. every week. I used to wake up at 5 a.m. before college and I would go to the breakfast show and it kind of ignited that fire and that love for radio, yeah. Wow, what a story. That's so <laughs> incredible. And also like having had that confidence probably as a, you know, yeah. Yeah, young. I mean, I didn't really have that much confidence mm. before in other spaces at school. And kind of, as I mentioned, being a young black woman mm. in the suburbs, it was a very white area and I kind of struggled to find my place. So mm. when I started radio, it really felt like, okay, this is somewhere where I can fully express myself. I can, my voice is heard and I can kind of, create my own path in that sense and no one is telling me any otherwise or yeah I just felt really accepted in that space so it was really special really special beautiful mm. do you still feel like London is that creative hub like does it give you like the, the kick and the yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, yes. creativity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, like, so I lived in Surrey and then I moved to London for yeah. that because I knew I had like a real. I was really drawn to it, and I, I really felt like London was a space that I could express myself even further. And I, from sixteen, I was like, okay, I actually really want to work in radio or mm. be a DJ full time. So I was like, London feels like the most what the best place for me to go and try and create that career so yeah when I got there I felt it already I mean it took me a while to really get into another radio station mm. but once I did and that was Foundation FM mm. it was one of the best things ever and I mean that was almost four years ago but yeah such a creative hub such mm. amazing people that I've met along the way and I'm feel very grateful to live and and to be around the people that I'm around yeah beautiful and so you're touring around yeah did you just come from London to Finland yes this week yeah. I did which yeah. was quite nice yeah. I came on I came a day early because I wanted to like hang out we were, my boyfriend loves saunas so he went to do a sauna I didn't want to ruin my hair just yet <laughs> but I'm gonna go tomorrow we went and had some traditional Finnish food yesterday <laughs> what did you have um, I had like, I had meatballs yeah. and I had, we got some, we actually had um, escargot, we had snails, oh. which I didn't realise, is that a Finnish thing? I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, like, we went to, uh, I, I googled yeah. it, I was looking mm. for somewhere which was like classically or quintessentially Finnish and we had some rye bread with garlic and what else did I have? Pickled cucumbers and beetroot and my partner had liver wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was about to say it sounds delicious up until then. I know. <laughs> that wasn't for me so much but i mean i'm a big fan of the meatballs and gravy so yeah oh, yeah that's amazing um so at girl get a real job we talk about financial resilience yes. as artists and i love that you know it sounds like you have very early on identified as an artist as a musician mm. um yeah, how do you feel that, or do you also actually, now I'm going a bit um, further ahead already, but 
do you identify yourself as an entrepreneur? Do you think that there is like that part of mm. you as well? That's a really interesting point. I've never like, maybe it's being a creative. I don't necessarily think we've been like told that that's something that we can call ourselves. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it sounds like such a big word that would be right. safe for the business world. But yeah. really, yeah. I mean, if you're having two roles, you're doing multiple things, you're creating your own path and career and job. Yeah, it's what is an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, yes. and you're promoting yourself, yeah. and you know, like everything that, like, you know, of course, you have a team of people around yeah. you as well, but still, I mean, you know, everything that you have to do from like being a social media manager to yeah. like, you know, booking stuff and of course performing and invoicing, and, yeah. and you know, it's a whole lot. For sure, that's actually a really good point. I've never, I've never even thought about it, but yeah, I'll call myself yeah. an entrepreneur. <laughs> It's quite a nice thing to call myself, I don't mind. <laughs> Could you share some of the like, kind of highs and lows during your yeah. journey? Yeah, well, as I mentioned, when I started, it wasn't necessarily like I moved to London, I fell into it and I suddenly was a DJ, you know? And this is something which I spoke about when we had lockdown, you know? Not to like dwell on the past, but actually it was a really interesting time to go, right, yeah, if I'm not DJing, if I'm not playing, how, how right. am I bringing in any income or revenue so it was about actually diversifying what I what I do and finding other paths and trying to I think it was just like a really interesting point of being like okay you need to have other things apart from live shows right. you know yeah sorry I'm, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent what was I saying before what did you ask me <laughs> what did I ask you? I asked you about, we're talking about the entre- entrepreneurship and then about, oh my God, I'm having a bad I had, as well. I had a point. It's Sunday after all. It is, I had a point, but it's gone. It's really gone. But, oh yeah, that was it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I, I, when I moved to London, yes. I got a full-time job. I've, mm. I had a full I mean, I'm very lucky now mm. that I, DJing is my full-time role, Amazing. which it's not the norm for everyone, no. you know? Um, and presenting as well, so that is how I'm able to kind of mm. afford the life of living in London in general. Right, right. Um, but when I moved to London, it was not a straight road from there. I was working in retail, I was emailing so many radio stations, trying to get a little spot, but it's such a competitive industry, and from coming from a small town, well, it's not that small, a medium-sized town, yeah. to then coming to London and realising you're a very small fish in a massive pond. Yeah. It was a bit of a wake-up call for me, and I definitely had moments of being like, mm, maybe this isn't something I could do, maybe I should actually progress in the corporate role that I'm in right now. But eventually, um, I had a lot of friends in that scene because I was going out anyway. Like, my one of my biggest loves was going out and dancing, mm. still is. So I actually had met a lot of people within the scene and a very good friend of mine, Jaguar, she was away one week and she was like, well, do you want to cover one of my shows on Represent? So I was able to cover her show and then use that audio as an opportunity to send to other radio stations because that's kind of what people are looking for. If you haven't got any like digital proof of what you do, it's quite hard to say that you are <laughs> a DJ or, right. you know, you are a radio presenter and they're like, okay, we'll show me what you have, you know, yeah. not stuff from when you were 17, 18, you know, I want to see recent stuff. So that's when I um, sent my bits to Foundation FM mm. and they weren't actually, they hadn't actually started yet. Mm. Um, they, I saw on Instagram, and it was Foundation FM, mm. woman-led radio station. And I was like, wow. 
I was like, okay, well this looks great. So I sent an email to Frankie who runs it. And she was like, well, that's lucky actually, because we've just had someone cancel on the second day that we are opening. Do you want to come in and do a show? So I went in on the Tuesday, the second day that Foundation started, and I did a show with them. And they were really happy with what I did. And they were like, where, who are you? Like, where, where have you been? So yeah, that was kind of the beginning of my journey with them. And I have to like give a lot of props and a lot of love to them because they put me on so many incredible shows and they've given me so many opportunities that I really do feel very grateful for them and I think where I am today is very much to do with what they did for me. Mm. That sounds so rare, I mean I would at least consider like the DJ world quite a masculine and male dominant industry and yes. having had that kind of start at the beginning mm. of your career yeah like oh huge like you have, yeah that kind of support system already from the get-go a hundred percent and i really say that all the time like i've been to a lot of radio stations i've been to a lot of shows but nowhere that I've been, I felt as comfortable as I do at Foundation FM because when you walk in, like I would say this, on my first day of walking in, the energy was so different. Like they stood up, they saw me, they greeted me and they gave me a massive hug and they were like, we're so excited for you to be here, which is, you know, they're very different from the, you right? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing here? Who are you? You know, which yeah. is kind of what you get in those very male heavy spaces mm. um, not all but you know it's usually the vibe it feels more competitive it's not as friendly whereas foundation fm every time you go there you have that response and it's always a space for you to feel safe really that's kind of what they pride themselves on and yeah absolutely i said it's my second home i absolutely love it there mm. yes yeah, fantastic I love what you said about also that you felt that you were seen yes. and heard. I mean, what is more more important than that in life? I mean, that is yeah the key. Yeah, exactly. And being given a space to to grow as well, oh, which is right. also what they their kind of USP is. We are giving you this space so that you can grow. We want you to use it however you can bring on whoever you feel like needs to have to be given that space to and that's how they program the station as well it's all about uplifting people mm. and giving people opportunity where they wouldn't be able to find it elsewhere so it's women-led and focused but also that includes queer people yeah like non-binary people you know it's, it's a space for people who aren't given opportunities elsewhere yeah. um and the I mean it's four years going and they I love them I love them <laughs> as you can tell I'm like Chance, like, yeah, I'll be bigging up foundation. It's <laughs> amazing. Well, you mentioned dance music, um, and you know, yeah, just going out and dancing that really inspires you, and of course, London. What yeah. else inspires you, like, kind of, yeah, making your music? Yeah, well, like, the people, it is so much about the people, and like I said, I've managed to create a beautiful circle of friends who. I'm so proud of and like I, when I go and watch them it's honestly like it's just the best thing ever seeing my friends on stage is my favorite thing <laughs> and watching them play is so incredible but also it's being a part of a, I guess a movement or a group of women who are black who are queer who are really shouting from the rooftops and saying like we are here we deserve to be heard this is a industry and a sound that came from black people you know and they're really uh 
people. I mean, we've had a lot of like the older generations who did that for us, but I just am so proud to be part of the younger generation who are keeping that element alive. And that really inspires me. And I'm just, yeah, like I said, it's very, it's just so nice to be around. Like you, you, you want to be in those spaces because that's when you go, okay, we can make real change because I know these people are actually doing it when you're around those spaces which i mean i don't tend to be in them too often that are super male and heavy and dominated or yeah spaces which yeah there's not a lot of women or queer people mm. you feel the difference mm. that's why i like to surround myself with people who yeah. i i know are doing positive things for the industry that we're in mm. how do you inspire others then or have you had a chance to kind of uplift or elevate maybe yeah. younger artists yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's something that I want to do more of as I as I progress because I still feel like a, I still feel like a young one in this industry, you know. <laughs> and I guess this is my I would say this is my first or second proper year of being out and touring. So, which is which is so cool. It's it's amazing. So cool. It's really. So cool. Congrats. Thank you so much. Seriously. It's honestly yeah. such an amazing thing, and it's taken quite a while to get to this point. So I'm like so happy to be here, you know. Um, but that's what my show is all about, you know. My show on Foundation is all about uplifting people and giving people a spotlight who I think are incredible, and that goes from some of the biggest artists to some of the smallest artists, or not even small, just more underground artists mm. who haven't been given a show yet and it's not just about them doing a mix because that's fine like a mix is great i love to show people's creative flair but i love the conversation aspect of it as well getting to know and dig deeper as to who they are and and why they are either making music or yeah what they do it's it's fun it's a lot of fun yeah I recently learned that the gender breakdown of artists in international festivals is approximately 14% of yeah. females and yeah. 3% of non-binary performers. Yes. Do you see this when you when you're touring? 100%, you do. It, it's it's obviously it's um, prevalent in the UK and I feel like there are a lot of festivals who are really really making an effort to right create a even gender split so festivals like lost village last year it was 50 50. was it yeah okay that's so i think for the past two years actually it's been 50 50. okay which is pretty amazing which is amazing i think flow festival is pretty 50 50 this year at least but i was counting that's incredible yeah. too you know yeah. because most places aren't and i find that if it's in a club definitely not in europe i find that there's less women and non-binary people on lineups in europe yeah than in london yeah. But I think we have so much in London, like we have so many club venues. Right. So it does allow for more people to curate shows. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's changing. Yeah. I feel like it's evolving. Yeah. Even being put onto a lineup where I don't think there has been many women, you know? I'm like, okay, I'm representing for now. Hopefully that means that we are going to see more people changing their ways and, and actually looking to create a diverse healthy lineup I like to think I think it's healthy you know yeah, exactly. it feels so I mean it feels weird to just have like one type of person on a show it's not as fun it's just not as fun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and you're probably leading the way as well just with your example I hope well, so I imagine I hope so so what can we expect today um yeah. so you are playing at the resident advisor stage what in about an hour yes hour and a half yeah, and I'm really excited. I feel like it's a lovely time as well. 
sometimes I'll be playing late night sets, which I also really enjoy, but you don't get to play your more soulful, groovy stuff. So I think that's what this afternoon is going to be like. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful it's day. stunning. Yeah. So I think I've got some really gorgeous, yeah, more Detroit soulful elements to bring out there and some, and some good UK stuff too. Amazing. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, now, I was wondering if you could give an advice to your younger self or someone who was like aspiring DJ, what advice would you give to them? Okay. Practice, practice, practice and put stuff out there because when I was younger, I was nervous to put things out there because I didn't think it was perfect. But the perfect, perfect isn't really a thing and beauty and the imperfections. So I think putting anything out there is a really great start to propel your DJ career, let people know you have arrived, you know? And also for yourself, I think it's, it's great to put a mix out there, say, that hasn't necessarily got everything that you want it to have, but the next time you will be able to do that. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does make yeah, sense. Yeah, I think just putting stuff out there, practicing, honing in your skills and your craft, and actually just making making yourself known and believing in yourself too. That kind of ties in with the putting things out there. Put it out that there you are a DJ. It took me a while to confidently say that I am a DJ without feeling like someone's gonna be like, yeah, but what have you done? I'm like, I'm making mixes, doing radio, I'm controlling parties, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm a DJ. I think I think there's a much to be said about that. It's a, I think it's quite an open term anyway. Anyone could be a DJ. <laughs> if you want. I don't think that I could really claim no. that title. No, no at all. Do you, do you, do you DJ? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe not everyone then. But if you want to be, you could. Mm. You know? Yeah, I love yeah. the attitude as in kind of like, yeah, yeah. you want to do something. You, like can, you yeah. shouldn't at least yeah, stop yourself from doing exactly. something if you feel like passionate about something exactly what is it that passion that you feel so passionate about dance music especially yeah i feel like like i said kind of before it is about amplifying those voices who hadn't been heard before it's about looking at the history of dance music and and recognizing that it has come from black communities and that we should be celebrating that you know i always talk about like techno is black and it's not mm. about excluding anyone it's just about celebrating its roots and recognizing that there is so many incredible black artists who have come before us and we should just recognize that you know yeah. i think it's, it's very important to me to to know yeah who are your kind of idols or oh gosh there's so biggest many. inspirations some biggest idols inspirations new and old mm. so new would be josie rebel she is just the most flawless incredible dj like selection to mixing to just she doesn't have any social media but she manages to be at the top of her game because she's just consistently so good mm. and i love that and old who is sadly not with us anymore but it's Kay hand hailing from detroit they call her the first lady of detroit because she was one of the first women there to be creating the music that we know and love and again just like the kind of the style and the sound that she has kind of forged and made is incredible and I don't make music but if I did I would love to be as good as Kayhan one day and maybe that's from the cards but yeah yeah what goals do you still have for yourself yeah I think it is like I said I'm so happy to be in this moment yeah so this year is about 
taking the time to go, I'm here, I've arrived, enjoy myself. Yeah. Um, but for the future, potentially owning a space one day is something that I would love to do, especially like yeah. Especially in London where there isn't many black owned spaces. Like I think it'd be amazing to own a space, to keep going with my radio and hopefully get on some bigger stations and do presenting on that aspect. Um, and yeah, just get to some some bigger venues really and keep keep going, you know? Longevity is the term I like longevity. to say. My goal is I longevity, you know? I want to be in the yeah. industry for a long time. I'm not here to do things quick and fast. Like I'm about taking my time, enjoying the moment and hopefully, yeah, hopefully be here till I'm at 80. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love that and yeah. I think, you know, too often we're just focused on the short-term goals and what's yeah. here now and maybe like social media plays as part as yeah. well of making us feel like nothing is enough. Like exactly. I often feel myself kind of like chasing something even though I'm like, oh my God, the things that I'm doing right now are great exactly. and I'm so proud of myself and if I don't acknowledge that and give credit to myself, I mean, who will? Exactly. Like, yeah, you've got to be your biggest fan. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. These are the kind of things to memorize as well and like, like being here as well, you know, this weekend. So yeah, if you're a listener and hear a lot of background music, it's coming <laughs> from the main stage and it's getting just louder and louder <laughs> at the moment. Is there anything that you're particularly wanting to see tonight? So after me is DJ Holographic, which I'm very, very excited for. And who else? There's, there's been a couple people on my list, but I need to have a look at it again. I can't remember. But DJ Holographic is okay. someone I'm really excited to see. Nice yeah. one. And I've missed a few people this weekend that I'm sad about. But alas, I'm sure there's going to be loads of great people to kind of see yeah. this afternoon. What else there is there in store for you, Helena, for, I don't know, for the rest of the year, if you'd like to share some highlights? Yeah. That, yeah. So Foundation FM had a bit of a hiatus and they are back next week, which I'm so excited for. They've been in a cocoon and they're about to emerge as a butterfly. So I'm very excited to go and see the new station and kick off my new breakfast show, which is really exciting. Yeah, which should be wicked. And just, I mean, it's coming to the end of summer now, but I've got Dimensions Festival in Croatia. I've got Ion in Albania. Um, and then I'm back to Berlin for uh, another club night song. Um, really? I'm just very excited for the rest of this year, to be honest. Amazing. <laughs> is your boyfriend traveling with you? To some of them, he yeah. is. I've got him there this here this weekend, but he also works, so he can't come to all the long ones, but he's very happy to be here. It's nice to bring people along with you. It's really I nice. Bet. Yeah. Is it tough, kind of? Yeah, just traveling and yeah. and touring and being apart from each other. Yeah, and that. definitely. Yeah. I think it definitely is, and I think that's actually a conversation which I feel like is definitely needed. Like yeah. it's not an easy, an easy job. It's not an easy. I'm push my hair off my face because yeah. this afro is so hot and literally it's like so here. It's I, I, I mentioned sauna. This is yeah, exactly like look. We're getting finished sauna. That's it. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's great, it's great being in a relationship. <laughs> it's wonderful, um, but it is hard and there are moments when you go, okay, this is a different lifestyle to a normal one, you know? Right. You're away a lot, you do late nights, but it's about making sure that you spend quality time with your partner where you can. So we try to do that. And when, when you can bring them or, you know, uh, you can take a weekend off. It's yeah. good to recognise that too and yeah. try and do that. Yeah. So how do you keep 
routines and create routines for yourself when you're touring? That's a very good question. I'm really bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad at doing routine and making routines for myself. I, um, when I get home, I have to like make sure that I get up at a reasonable time, have a shower, sit at my desk, do my emails. Like that for me makes me feel like grounded. Mm also just like self-care in general mm. like if i can if i do ever go for a run mm. then going for a run mm. eating healthy which is a huge thing too because when you're touring it's quite hard to eat healthy if you're at an airport you're grabbing something quick um so eating healthy drinking lots of water they are key mm. key and i'm still not i still haven't like <laughs> look i'm looking for the water i still haven't cracked the code but I think I'm getting it. I think I'm slowly but surely getting it. Yeah. You mentioned kind of self-care. I'm a huge advocate for self-care, also mm. mental health, as you know, these all these things are so holistic and we need to nurture ourselves. Mm. And you mentioned also, yeah, so what do you have any other, if you could share some other tips or routines or self-care? I think eating healthy for me is such a huge thing. Like I'm a big food fanatic in general. So like when I get home, it's, making smoothies and like having your vitamins and making sure you're eating like a balanced diet which is mm. fresh and like you actually cook it you know mm. rather than like deliveries or just like pasta you know like make sure you get all your greens in there and for me that is what makes me feel the best um also just going out for walks mm. like, i live right next to a beautiful park so i'm really lucky but going out for walks and being outside in nature is really really important like without any noise because i listen to a lot of music which i love mm. sometimes you just want to go out and like listen to the trees moving <laughs> do you know what i mean 100% yeah. i live quite close by hamster heath oh yeah my favorite thing in the world to nice. do is just listen to trees yeah you know the trees yeah, yeah you know exactly like, just be outside yeah. and chill yeah yeah, yeah. So if our listeners are based in London, where they can see you next or catch you next? So on Saturday, I'm playing at Field Day in Victoria Park. Really? Which is next to my house, so it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so Victoria Park, Field Day, I'll be there. After that, I'll be at, not in London for a while, but I'll be at Lost Village and I'll be at Junction 2 in London as well. Um, after that. I'm not in London for a while, but I've got yeah. some great things coming up. Cool. Great. And of course, then the radio show. So was that yes. every every Wednesday? every Wednesday? Every Wednesday from ten to one pm. Three hour show, breakfast show. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Where can we find you? Where can we find? Yeah. Oh, social media. So yeah. You can find me at Helena Star DJ across all channels: Instagram, Twitter. Don't really use it. Uh, that's it, really. Actually. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us? So Women of the Week Media is an East London-based community and media elevating especially women and non-binary peoples and marginalised creative voices, work and visibility. Amazing. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so yeah, you are very much as you are like, yeah, based in East London yeah. as well. I'm basically a woman of the week. You are a woman yeah. of the week. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I'll have to come and if you ever do anything in London, like any community stuff, I'd love to come along and We and do, hang out. Yeah, yeah, we are publishing our first printed publication yeah. in October and there will be a bit of a launch party, so yeah, maybe we can Fantastic. talk about that a bit more later on. But yeah, is there yeah. anything else you would like to share with the, with the listeners? I think that's it. I'm just very excited to be here, excited to play, excited to enjoy this fantastic festival. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Helen, oh, so 
much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. If you liked this episode, please review it or share it with a friend.